You want to know what the weather patterns are here on the Colorado Front Range area. Stay tuned to the end and we'll talk all about it. Hey guys, really quick before we get into the meat of this video, I just wanted to say really fast, if you haven't done so already, number one, make sure you hit that subscribe button and that notification bell down below. We put at least two videos out a week and I want you to stay updated on all the new videos we have coming out about the area so that way you can stay in tune to what's happening, things to do, and check out all the cool stuff out here. Also, I wanted to say, if you've got any questions whatsoever, please do not hesitate to call us at our team number, 719-266-2725. You could also email us at info at jdmret.net, and we will get back to you as quickly as possible. And that's any questions with anything whatsoever, uh, whether it's real estate related or just coming out here to visit or moving to this area, anything you've got question-wise, or even if you've got something else that you want to uh, just mention that might be a great video uh, to be able to do that you haven't seen yet, please please, please, please reach out. Uh, you can either call that number at 719-266-2725 or shoot us that email at info at jdmret.net or you can also post a comment in the messages below and we will absolutely get back to you as quickly as possible to answer all those. We serve as this area, we live in this area and we represent this area. We love working here. So I hope you guys enjoy this video. All right, guys, so I got a little bit of unique perspective on this because I have been a pilot out here in the same area and we do nothing but study weather all the time. And all I could tell you is there are some definite unpredictability or unpredictable things that could happen out here in Colorado because of the mountains and there's some other things that you can almost expect every single year that are going to happen every year like clockwork. So weather in the front range can be extremely dynamic and part of that makes it very interesting to be out here. So we'll start at the beginning of the year and work all the way from January to December for you guys. So January we're in winter. Uh, that's usually our coldest months, the January and February timeframe before we start going into the springtime. And I'm quote, I'm putting quotations on springtime because we have multiple springtimes here. We have fake spring, we have mud season, and we have real spring. So fake spring it's kind of like what we're in right now while I'm doing this, this uh, video. So technically it's meteorological spring, but one day it could be 50, 60 degrees. The next it could be 20 outside and just massive temperature swings that go back and forth on there. So just because it starts to feel warm doesn't mean it's, it's here. We could have lots of snow. We've actually had snow in the mountains up here in the Colorado Springs area as late as June 1st since I've been here. Um, so that's not uncommon to see too. So springtime is usually pretty dynamic because of all the massive temperature swings. You can get uh, snows, uh, heavy snows, rains, ice. That's usually one of the only times a year that you can have a lot of possibility for black ice. And when that happens, it's literally, it's so warm during the day, it's raining or it's sprinkling, it's wetting everything down. And then the nighttime or the sun goes down, the temperature drops and everything freezes. And then there's ice all over the place with a little bit of layer of snow on top of it. So you can't even see it or be able to tell it's there. And off you go sliding into a ditch or into another car next to you. Uh, just to give you a little bit of a story, I remember uh, quite a few times where I've come driving into Woodland Park or different parts of Colorado Springs and I stop at a stoplight and I'm able to stop and it's on a sloped little portion right there and I just start sliding right. 
to the car next to me to the right. And I'm sitting there thinking, and I'm looking over like, I can't do anything. He's looking at me. I'm looking at him. And I'm just sitting there hoping that I hit a groove or something and stop. Luckily, both times I hit a groove and we stopped. And you can see the relief on both our faces because there's nothing you could do. I'm pinned in by other cars and I'm just sliding sideways on my tires. So springtime just has so much potential for so many different types of environmental conditions that you can see out there that can make massive impacts on driving and getting around or just being outside. Spring is also one of the transitionary seasons that we get that's going to bring a lot of wind in. So when we get warmth in, it's typically bringing a lot of winds with that. So you can expect to see a lot of wind out on the front range or up in the mountains. Um, and you can see that impact a lot of what you're able to do outside. And it can make it kind of miserable just to be outside in the wind. It could be a really nice warm day, but super windy and just completely take the enjoyment out of it by being out there in the wind. And when I say wind, I'm talking 30, 20, 30 miles an hour sustained with gusts. 35, 40, 50, 60. We've even had some areas up closer to the Denver area that have clocked 80, 90 miles an hour this year as well. So hurricane force and tropical force winds. So those are times you definitely want to make sure if you've got stuff sitting outside, you got covers on grills, you've got lawn furniture out there, you want to get that stuff tied down or moved uh, inside or to an area that it's not going to be affected as much by the wind. Now, as we get through that fake spring season, we get into what we call mud season. And why do we call it mud season? Because normally we're getting snow and then it melts almost immediately. And then if you're on a gravel road or you're going on a dirt road somewhere, there's going to be mud all over the place. So trying to keep your car clean is almost impossible because you're going to have mud getting kicked up all the time. Now, if you live out in one of the rural areas around Colorado Springs, whether it's in the mountains or anywhere else that's outside of the city limits that has dirt roads, just plan on constant repair on those roads. And it's not hard to do. Just make sure that's something that you're planning on doing because that decomposing granite and that dirt out there, we get these torrential rainfalls or we get the snow that's melting. We got lots of water coming through. It's going to definitely make grooves and just kind of tear those driveways up pretty quickly on there too. So it's just easier to stay on top of that um, and just make sure, you know, you're not getting into any kind of crazy areas that's causing lots and lots of major concern on that too. And then finally, we get into actual springtime where we're getting more rains out there. Could still be getting snows, but more rains. And that's really going to bring all those beautiful mountain flowers and wildflowers that you can see in Colorado quite a bit. Next comes the summertime. And summertime here, depending on where you are, if you're further south, like down towards the Pueblo area on the Front Range area, it can get pretty hot. Colorado Springs can get pretty warm too. It can get in the 80s and 90s pretty frequently uh, down there and then it usually drops in the, in the evenings and it's very comfortable. There's still a lot of homes um, out in the Colorado Springs area that do not have any AC. There's a lot of homes that do have AC now. It's begin, been getting warmer and warmer and you're starting to see that more and more where homes are getting AC in there, but there's lots of places, so don't be surprised if they don't have AC. Um, but most of those will also have some sort of a furnace or forced air heat, so it's not hard to put AC into it because you've already got all the work in, you're just adding the air compressor uh, to that so that you can actually get that Freon in there and get that AC going in there. Um, in the summertime too, so if you go up in the mountains, and the mountains it's obviously much cooler typically because you're two, three, four thousand feet higher depending on where you're going compared to down in the springs, and it can make a massive impact on the way it feels up there too. Usually in the mountains, we're looking at it getting uh, about the low to mid 80s typically is the hottest you're going to see it, and it'll only be for just a short amount of time, and then it drops into the 50s and 60s at night pretty consistently, so it cools off really well in the evening. So you've got some massive temperature swings. So if it's too hot for you in the springs, come up in the mountains. In the mountains, you're probably going to enjoy yourself quite a bit more and be able to enjoy being outside a lot more without it being super hot. 
Moving into the fall time, as things start cooling off and getting that chill, that's also when we start getting the changing of our, of our leaves that happen. It'll always happen up in the mountains first, then work its way down to Colorado Springs. It's always fun. It's, and I joke with my wife all the time, we get multiple springs and multiple falls because we get to see it go up and down the mountain on there based on the, on the altitude on there too, which makes it really cool because you get those extended seasons that kind of happen. Usually in the fall time, you're getting all the harvest festivals. You're getting lots of leaf watchers that are coming up into the mountains to go look at the aspens all over the place too. It's beautiful. And then all the cottonwoods that are down in the springs close to the, uh, the creeks and the waterways too are gorgeous as well. And it's not uncommon in the mountains to have your first major snowfall sometime right around the Halloween time frame or that Veterans Day weekend in November as well. It really uh, start getting more of the snow type potential right after that Veterans Day weekend up in the mountains and you start getting back into that winter season um, within the end of November going into December where it stays pretty cold and then right back into January again too. So I want to jump back really quick to the summertime and the springtime because those are the times that we really see this most prevalent on the front range uh, but we can get lots of thunderstorms and with the way that the weather, pat weather patterns build because of the way the, the front range with the hills push that cold, that cold air up or that warm air up into the cold air and it starts creating those thunderstorms, we can get some major thunderstorms that build out here and they build on the front range and then they move out to the east towards Tornado Alley, which is Kansas and Oklahoma and all those areas out in the Midwest where it's super flat. Now we can get tornadoes out here. They're not as common up against the foothills or up against the front range area. It's more common the further east you go. Um, like out in the Peyton area, the Yoder, stuff like that, you can see um, some, uh, some, some tornadoes kind of spawn out there in those areas. But you will absolutely see hail on a lot of those places in the front range. You don't see it as much over the mountains or on the west side of Rampart Range and the front range area just because of the way the weather patterns build. Now, we can get them out here, and they have happened. Damaging hail that's happened out here as these thunderstorms roll in and continue to roll in from the west. But most thunderstorms are going to build up on that front range and move west to east from the actual front range itself. Um, so, and you'll see those come out and that's where we get a lot of damaging hell through the spring and the summertime. You can see that quite a bit. Now up in the mountains, another thing you got to look out for is making sure you're not like up on top of Pikes Peak during a thunderstorm. Not a good idea. They call it Devil's Playground up there for a reason because when the lightning strikes up there and it hits the rocks, it bounces around all over the rocks up there. Super dangerous. Um, lots of clients I know that have these beautiful views up there. They'll watch the thunderstorms roll in up in the mountains and you can see the thunder strikes hitting in different areas also. Um, so which brings up my last point, which is when we have these dry years, even when it's not a dry year, Thunder strikes and wind can cause major issues during fire season as well with causing wildfires, which is our natural disaster that we have in this area. So something to think about also as you're looking to come to this area. So I hope this really kind of provides a lot of ideas of what's going to happen weather-wise. It's really a cool place. Things change so dramatically and you haven't lived till you've seen thunder snow. When there's thunder or lightning in the middle of a snowstorm, that's wild, but it's pretty cool to see. So hope you guys enjoyed this. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that video. And I just want to say again, really quick before you send off the page, make sure you hit that subscription button and that notification bell down below. Uh, that keeps you updated with all the new videos that we got coming out each week. And also, if you got any questions whatsoever for us, we are local uh, experts of these areas and we are local uh, real estate agents within these areas. And we love helping people out. We got people calling us all the time uh, for these, but please just call us 719-266-2725 or you can email us at info at jdmret.net. And we look forward to hearing from you and seeing you next time.